Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Not About Chris podcast slash blurb slash mashup of things that I want to discuss. Today we're recording episode 47 and it's going to be about Guadalajara, my ultimate destination in Mexico on this stint. And I have to put some emphasis emphasis on this stint portion because I plan on coming back. Okay. Not sure. Well, I want to come back to Guadalajara for sure, but obviously I'm going to come back. My plan is to come back to Mexico in general. Uh, and I say this because I feel like I have some unfinished business here. Now, I'm not going to go too much in detail about that, but it's just, there's so much to see, so much to explore, so many people to meet. That's why I, I feel like there'll always be unfinished business in Mexico, but, but that's my excuse for coming back as soon as possible. Now, let's talk about Guadalajara. And, um, before I like jump in, I, I feel like I can talk about this city for a long, long time, but I'm going to try my best to make it as concise as possible. Okay. And I'm going to skip a lot of details. I'm just going to try to like hover on the big lines. And, um, before recording this, I actually took some time to re-listen to my other episodes about the different other locations in Mexico that I recorded. And just to get an idea of what was the, the, I guess, setup or the, the way I was, I was talking about those locations. And I, I realized that I was always talking about the, pretty much the infrastructure as a whole, the city as a whole in general. And then I talked about my relationships or my, or the acquaintances or the people I met in those places. So I think for the purpose of consistency, I will do the same for Guadalajara. Now let's talk about Guadalajara. Guadalajara. I don't know if you guys remember, but my last episode, I said that I was a little scared to come here. I was scared to be overwhelmed because it's a bigger city. And yeah, I was scared just in general. Now, all that fear was founded and backed up because in it was true that when I got here, I felt overwhelmed. This is a much bigger city than what I was used to seeing down south of Mexico, you know, quite different. So it took me a few days just to get up to speed, just to understand the logistics. And um, I guess I can talk about the city more in detail. I'm going to start with the negative points because the, the list is shorter, but important to talk about, you know, there's no place that is perfect, no matter where you go in the world, you know, so and Guadalajara is no exception. So I'll start with the negative points. Uh, the first one is, first of all, I said it was big. This is not neg- necessarily a negative point, but I think what the negative point is, is accessibility. Okay. Um, now I, I found myself needing to take a Uber, a taxi or a DD every single day, sometimes up to four times a day just to do what I kind of wanted to do, you know? Um, so, so it's, it's a big city. You can't really walk every, everywhere you want, want to walk to, you know? So that's one of the negative points in contrast to, for example, a city like Oaxaca or even San Cristobal or Puerto Escondido, obviously much smaller locations, even Merida. I feel like those places are, were more accessible in terms of walking. Like I could go from place, uh, point A to point B just by walking without having to take a taxi. So, so that's one of the main differences and, and one of the setbacks here. Now, you're probably thinking, Chris, what if you had a car? Wouldn't that problem be solved? Well, that's, that brings me to point number two on the negative list. And that is the traffic in Guadalajara. Even if you have a car, the, ex- the accessibility is limited because there's a lot of traffic. 
you know and it's not because the road infrastructure is not good it actually is pretty nice and good you know they have roundabouts big ones the streets are clean and big and well maintained it's just that after being here for one month i i realized that there is this culture in guadalajara that is a bit about prestige very similar to lebanese people you know how we we want to have a car and we want to have a nice car and we want to show it off kind of thing there's the hipster i mean there is a hipster culture here but i think the prestige culture is a, a bit more dominant you know it, it's it's a lot like the lebanese culture where you know i'm driving this i'm driving that i'm not like the bicycles and the motorcycles are kind of seen like lowly and that's why there's so many cars here you know everybody has a fucking car and that clogs up the streets unfortunately so so yeah so that's that's another point that's another setback i guess so in this city in Guadalajara uh, in general and i guess the last one uh on the negative list is is i guess the cost of living in comparison to other places in mexico especially in the south you know the south of mexico is super cheap i've spent uh, three almost like two months and a half there oh, i would even say three months if you include yucatan merida so even if just to get an airbnb is super cheap to go around is super cheap the food is cheaper so cheaper in general versus guadalajara because we're a bit more in the north a bit more expensive too you know everything's a little bit more expensive so i mean that's not really a big deal it's just a reality but i still put it on the negative list now i think that's it for negative negative points uh if we look at the positives there's the list is like infinite almost so I can start with just like purely infrastructure. You know, this is a developed city. It's big, like I said. It, it has like hot water all, all the time, pretty much. Electricity, no problem. Unlike places I've been in the South. So definitely a, a developed city. Um, uh, it has its different municipalities, different neighborhoods, barrios. And each of them has its own charm, you know. And because it's such a big city and because there's such so many municip municipalities and, and, and I guess neighborhoods, there's never a shortage of things to do. You know, there's always something happening. There's always an event. There's always a celebration. There's always somewhere to go if you, if you're willing to, to, to do the time on the road, you know? So you, I don't, it's, I don't think it is possible or, or it has to be very hard to get bored in, in Guadalajara and its surrounding areas. And like I said, the roads are, are well maintained. They have like activities. Every Sunday, for example, they, they block the, uh, like one big boulevard among others, uh, which is called the Vallarta Avenida Vallarta, I think, Avenida Vallarta. And basically they lock it. They, it's a big road and they pretty much block it and they let bicycles and people who want to do roller, rollerblading for a few hours. Every Sunday they do that. And they actually do this in, in different uh, parts of the city, not just that uh, uh, that main avenue, but that that's I guess the core of that activity. So so they do sometimes like put the cars on on the side and emphasize like other means of transportation. You know they 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 do respect the bicycles. I mean they have they're trying to get the bicycle culture up and running, but it's still like not there yet. It's not like Montreal where like. People are like selling their cars and just like walking and taking public transport. Here there is public transport. There is the Bixi. You know, we have Bixi in Montreal. Well, here they have virtually the same 
freaking thing. It's called Mi, Mi Bixi, pretty much. It's the exact same thing. And they have it even, I would argue they have it better than us. They have more stations and they're like at every single intersection. Like you can't, there's bicycles everywhere, but I feel like nobody uses them except on Sunday during that little uh, blockade activity, which is kind of sad. I wish people used bicycles more here, which would result in less traffic. Now, one more thing about transportation is that Guadalajara has a metro, a subway system. However, it's very, I never used it, so I can't really comment on it, but I heard it's really limited. I think they have two or three lines. They go north, south, east, west, and that's pretty much it. And they don't even go all that far. Like they, they're pretty much like, uh, like Guadalajara central area. They don't go like all the way to my neighborhood, which was more west, which is Zapopan, which is the equivalent of, I guess, the West Island of Montreal, you know? So limited subway, but still that's an option if, if you live in downtown area. They also have a bus, like the bus system. Never used it again, but I'm pretty sure that's, that's a decent option too, if you know how it works. I just didn't uh, have the balls to try it. So, so that's that. Now, moving on, like I said, uh, infrastructure is good, cities good, no shortage of things to do. Nightlife is on point. I've gone, I was lucky enough to experience the nightlife. Super cool. Clubs, bars, like concepts, a lot like Lebanon. It's like, uh, I'm, I'm just going to cut it. I'm going to leave it at that. There's just like a lot of places to go grab a drink and they know what they're doing here. Um, what else? They also have a good variety in food. You know, they have birrias. They have um, carne con su jugo, which is, translates to... Uh, meat in its own own juice and birria is basically goat meat if i recall uh drenched in a nice like broth which is super flavorful they have tortas torta ahogadas which is like a which is like a sandwich a meat sandwich with with drenched in in, in sauce and like a a, a salsa uh, basically they drench everything in, in anything <laughs> which is pretty cool so they have, you know, their, their Jalisco, which is the state where Guadalajara sits in. They have their own like specific foods. You know, they have, they have their own like twist on tamales, which is a bit more dr drier than the ones I've had in Oaxaca and in the South. So, so yeah, I mean, they have a food variety. So, so there's no shortage of that, shortage of that. The only thing, actually, no, the, the food, honestly, no complaints. They have great tacos. They have even ta something that I, the first time I've had was tacos, tacos dorados, which is basically like crispy tacos. I didn't have them or find them anywhere in the South. Uh, so I really appreciated those. They're really good. So that's, that's that. I'm going to cut it, uh, in terms of food. So no, no problem there. And, and yeah, so they have like beautiful churches, uh, different neighborhoods, like I said different charms, nice walking areas. Honestly, highly recommend Guadalajara just for the city, you know, incredible place. So many things to see. So I think, I think I'm going to stop, stop there in terms of infrastructure. I think I've sold the place pretty well. I definitely recommend this place. You know, I think now is the time for me to transition into the people I've met here. Okay. And, um, um, so I'm going to start with, the people I've spent the most time with and finish with the, with the people I've spent the least time with. Okay. And it's a short list. Okay. I've only really spent time with three people, uh, maybe more, but th there's only three main people I want to talk about. The first one is Diane. 
Um, so Diane is the person I co-lived with. I spent a whole month with her. She chose the place. Uh, super nice person. Uh, I met her in Costa Rica and for very briefly, I think for a day or two. And then we exchanged Instagram. We all, we went back to our lives. And then next thing you know, she saw me, I was here and she's like, can I join you? I'm, I've been bored the past two years. I've been uh, living the pandemic. I haven't traveled. So can I join you in, uh, at your next destination? So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Guadalajara. Meet me. She booked the place. I joined her and we co-lived here. This place is huge. Uh, the place we, we stayed at was huge. Two rooms, two bedrooms, two bathrooms. So we each had our own. And we were able to co-live. We were able to share some activities. We went on a tequila tour together. We did a few things together. But the best thing, I think, was that she was... We, we kind of agreed before getting together that we have different pace and it was very okay to, to to do our own thing. And that's pretty much what we did. You know, she went out, she did her own thing and I did my own thing at my pace. She went at her pace and and I think we both had a great time. She met people, I met people. Um, she experienced the nightlife, I've experienced the nightlife. She tried the foods, I did the same. So So that was good. We sh we spoke a lot. We got to know each other a lot when we were together in the same place, you know. So that was good. And I guess the only thing I want to really mention about uh, Diane is that I'm really proud of her because uh, without really going into details about her life or mine, um, like she, because of the pandemic and because of other reasons that I won't talk about, like it required a lot of, I guess, courage to for her to come here and, and be able to 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 do what she did you know to explore and meet people so it took a lot and that's why i'm super proud of her for doing what she did the way she did like like she i think this trip this one month here gave her like the, some so much confidence and i think uh it was a lot of added value for the future for her and the same for me you know i'm talking about her but the same happened to me you know when i came to mexico i've gained a lot of confidence because i was forced to meet people i was forced to go around and and explore on my own so that's why i'm, I'm proud of her and uh, shout out to her if she ever listens to this episode it was uh it was great uh uh sharing this experience or this city uh and that's that okay so that's diane uh, moving on to the next person I've spent the most time with was Alexa. Alexa was was a blessing. Uh, I guess that's the best way to describe her. Uh, I met her pretty early on in my in my trip, and you know she was basically the person who introduced me to the to the city, like for real. You know she showed me the bars, she showed me the nightlife, she showed me the restaurants, she showed me different uh, neighborhoods. And she basically just having conversations with her, I was able to to learn so much about about this state, about this city, you know, and even about Mexico in general. So definitely a blessing. And I think what I appreciated the most about Alexa is that she was very patient with me, uh, with my Spanish. Oh, and uh, I guess it's important to say that uh, Alexa has an employer in California, and she spent quite a bit of time in California too. You know, she, she has like a base there. So, so her English is perfect. She, she knew how to speak English perfectly, but she went out of her way to, to like kind of pretend she didn't speak English and only speak to me in Spanish at times. So she really helped me like get better. And anyways, I don't know what else to say about Alexa. She, like probably like if she, basically the best thing I could say about Alexa is that if it wasn't for her, my trip would not be the same. It was, it would be completely different. 
you know, I wouldn't have been able to enjoy the city the way I did uh, without her. So thank you, Alexa, if you're ever listening to this. Big shout out to you. Uh, God bless you. Um, so that's that. And last but not least, I've met one last person. Or uh, sorry, not met, but I've spent time, significant time, I guess, with one other person in Guadalajara. And this person is Daniela. Okay. And again, a huge blessing Daniela is uh in uh, in my trip uh in this state in this city and the thing about daniela though is she has something that no other person i've met in mexico has and that is i the the way i met her was absolutely random she has the random factor okay because let me explain the the people that i've met in mexico they were always like kind of uh calculated encounters you know for example most people i've met uh, as i've said in my earlier episodes like I, i'm on those bumble apps i'm on those meeting people apps so I, I i swipe and i meet people like that so it's been good i've met some awesome people i've been blessed through this app to meet uh, quite a few people so that's that and other people i meet through like for example if they're my neighbors in the airbnbs so that's how i meet other people as well but these i consider are calculated encounters however daniela I met her like pretty much being out there, being out and about. I met Daniela like it was absolute random and it's not the typical way I meet people, but it felt good meeting her in a different in a different way. And basically we started talking and honestly like I was just mesmerized by 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 just her in general. Just like I was uh, Daniela was special in 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 ways that like I just wanted to pick her brain day and night, pretty much. I just want to talk to her and 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 just see her perspective of life. She, you know, she, I don't know. She was just a bit, she was just different. And different in, in the same way that I am different uh, with my friends. Like she, I, I guess the best way to describe Daniela is a black sheep. And that's exactly how I describe myself. I'm the black sheep. I do not follow like the path that everybody follows. And I feel like, I had that in common with her and that's why maybe I I I like I, that's why I'm saying I could just sit in front of her and just listen to everything. She could just talk about anything and I'd be like I'd probably be amazed. I I be, I really liked her brain. So that's that's why I'm saying she was she was a quite a big blessing and I met her pretty late, which is unfortunate but but um it's okay, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I'm just blessed overall to have met these people, Alexa, Daniela, and have spent time with uh, Diane. And obviously, I met quite a lot of people, even if it was just for one day. Uh, everybody I met uh, was was great and contributed to the epicness of this month. And that's kind of why I say uh, I have unfinished business here because I feel like I feel like there's more to see, more to explore, more to discover. This this city is rich. In, in, in things to do and people to meet. So so that's that. How long have I been talking? 19 minutes. Great. I think I've covered most of it. I think I sold it pretty well. But then again, I flew through everything I, I had I thought about saying about the city. You know, I, like like I said earlier, I could talk about this city and the people I've met for a lot longer, but that would be counterproductive and not efficient. So I'm going to cut it at that. And I hope you enjoyed. And I hope to be back here pretty fast. 
not just this city, but this country. And, and I'll probably record an episode in the future about just my trip in general, or that stint in general, or maybe I won't have to, but whatever. So I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope I, I sold the city. I hope you guys, I highly recommend it again. Um, and I hope you come visit. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's all. Talk to you all soon. Catch you on the next one as usual. Peace.